0: Hello and welcome to this Expert Insights CD. I'm Donna Hansen. Our Expert Insights CD series is designed to give professionals access to the latest trends, ideas, philosophies and approaches that impact on productivity, performance and achievement both in business and personally. We know that these days it's often hard to find time to step outside your world and explore what's happening in other organisations. Our Expert Insights CDs are designed to provide you with concise information on topics relevant to you on a regular basis in a format that maximizes your time and keeps you up to date with current trends. In this Expert Insights CD, we speak with Danielle's story about the selfish servant and how being one can increase your productivity. Before we speak with Danielle, I just want to tell you a little bit about her Danielle is the co-owner of an award-winning international multi-million dollar family run business called The Cartridge Family. The Cartridge Family is based in Melbourne and services Australian and New Zealand businesses and has for over 16 years. Danielle is also a professional speaker in business marketing, sales, customer service and employee engagement. She's an experienced and skilled mentor, as well as being a specialist in exhibiting and sponsorship management. Danielle is a talented communicator with proven management experience in the private business sector. She has a humorous and heartwarming personal story on which to base her million-dollar relationship addresses. This sought-after strategies of Danielle's deliver easy-to-implement ideas that deliver genuine results, and they form the basis of systems which create customer delight or service with a little bit extra. Danielle, why don't you tell us how you came to be a specialist in customer service?
1: Thanks, Donna. Thanks for having me. Customer service—it's such a um, a huge concept, um, something that we really have been focusing on for centuries. Um, the the concept of having people pay us in some way, and I don't just mean by money, um, has been happening for centuries. Uh, I do something for you, you do something for me. Um, the better I serve you, the more that you're inclined to serve me or or, or help me or build a better relationship with me. So um, customer service has covered, It's it's been the most amazing journey. Um, I like to look back and I think back in about the 1880s, we had uh, a a generation of people all across the world who, who were very involved in service. Everybody was serving someone. It was very much a service-driven environment. And in fact, um, the gentleman that started the Ritz Hotels, Cesare uh, 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 Ritz, he... He created the phrase, the customer is never wrong. I could do it in French, but I think I'm probably butchering it. <laughs> uh, Let le n'a jamais tort. Really sorry to all the people who speak French. Um, and 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 then, of course, in the 1920s, department stores um, like Macy's, they had the statement, the customer is always right. And, of course, over the next 100 years, uh, we, we moved by degrees away from service to this... Um, what I like to think is an amazing generation of young people, some called them Gen Y, other people called them selfish, I call them amazing, who took us to the other end of the spectrum of selfishness perhaps, or I like to think it's self-service. Um, our supermarkets had self-service, um, everything was moving towards a like, I'll look after myself, thank you very much. And the gift is, over that 100 years, is we went from one end of the spectrum to the other and... and I believe that here right now in the century that we're in, there's an amazing opportunity for us to find a balance between serving people and being a little bit selfish with the business, the organisation, the brand and ourselves so that we can continue to serve. And And that's why I created the brand The Selfish Servant, which is very much all about how do I find the business, how do I find the balance between customer service or what I like to call Customer service with a little bit more, which is customer delight, and looking after the business and making sure that it can grow and, and remain sustainable. Where I came from in that is, is working in a business where I was serving everybody to the nth degree and burning out mm. and not having everything in place to make sure that we were viable.
0: Okay, so from a customer service perspective, we're talking about uh, internal customers, external customers, so inside an organization, in customers, outside an organization or That's uh, interactions client. outside. So, yeah. But yeah. I think there's a third one here, isn't there? Um, it's our, our own selves as a customer, isn't it?
1: Brilliant. And, and, and it, I believe that is the future of service uh, is around building the right relationships with the people around us but most importantly having the foundation of the right relationship with ourselves. Mm. That is the absolute crux of where service is going it's being the ability and the freedom to have so organizations that allow people to be people first and employees second um so that we have the resources the time the energy and the money to then go on and serve other people and i believe that is the future of service
0: and i also think taking that a step further um Organisations that are uh, in the service industry, whether it be reselling a product, there's ultimately a service attached to that. Um, yes. it, it organizations these days are very much about the talent within them, whether you're a solo business, whether you're a, a small to medium enterprise or whether you're a, a global brand. Uh, yes. You know, it's, it's about managing and um, growing the talent within. And, in, and I guess in, in what we're talking about today, it's about encouraging ourselves to treat ourselves like we would our customers.
1: Oh yes, isn't that a good one? But of course, we when then and then but then to go on and say people are fluid, people are flexible, people move and move on. So um, it's it's nice to say it's great that a business it's all about the people, but the business needs to have the right processes and systems in place so that when people are fluid, when they do move on, when they grow, they develop, and, or even just go somewhere else, um, that we can easily move other people into that role and allow them the same resources time energy and money to build better relationships with the people around them and with themselves so uh there is a balance like on it the same between the service and the selfishness spectrum there is a balance between freedom and systemization and it's the systems that allow the flexibility to occur and i know that's a paradox but that that is the foundation of being the selfish servant is putting in place the processes and the systems that allow the individuals to thrive and, and, and evolve and, grow and become more productive because they're creating predictable outcomes and consistent outcomes which are then, of course, creates loyalty and custom from our clients or our internal or external clients and customers uh, so, that, so that we then continue to have people coming back and buying from us again. That was a really long way of saying it. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so let's let's come back to the terminology. The selfish. Servant, so that'll conjure up for some people an Im- impression and a, a feeling that I think you know can sometimes go back to you know it was it was bad to be selfish and you know you needed to think about other people first and worry about other people before you looked after yourself. Now I know not everybody who's listening will agree with that, but I think we all will agree that 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 has been I guess um, an overarching theme. Over time, uh, in the corporate world today, so let let's first of all interpret what exactly does being uh, the selfish servant or a selfish servant mean. We've established that it's you know maybe looking at yourself as as your own customer, but what does a selfish being a selfish servant mean?
1: It means that we have the right balance to be able to grow the relationships that we need to grow. Mm-hmm. So we have the right relationship with ourselves. So we are selfish enough, or we have enough self-awareness. Some people are uncomfortable with the word selfish, and I and I and I understand when you say that. The same way, at any end of the spectrum, um, people are uncomfortable with anger. They're uncomfortable with hate. They're uncomfortable with discomfort. But each of those things exist at that. End so that we can find a balance somewhere in between. And, and you know, the same way as with kids, you say to them, don't touch that, it's hot, you'll get burnt. Don't touch that, it's hot, you'll get burnt. What do they do? They touch it, it's hot. And they learn a lesson and they say, right, okay, I know that's hot. I know that's at that end of the spectrum. I know it's there. And the same way with that word selfish. We're not defining this as selfish as in go out and do everything you want to do and blow everybody else that, you know, really ignore everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um what we're saying is that we need to have enough self-awareness so that we know that we can engage with the resources that we need so that we can go out and serve other people. The same way I'm not saying go out and serve other people and run yourself down and wear yourself out. It's about, it's about finding balance between the two so that we can do both.
0: So I know before we started recording, you mentioned an analogy with the airlines. Do you want to share that with our listeners? <laughs>
1: Yes, I did. So when, when you travel, Donna, and I know you, you travel um, to see your clients regularly, um, and you, how many times have you heard the safety demonstration in the last year, do you think? Would it be a <laughs> lot? <laughs> and when they grab that mask and they say, when the mask drops down from the ceiling, you must first...
0: Put your own one on. They,
1: yeah, before you put Help anybody the
0: Help anybody else, yeah.
1: That's not, yeah. I think most of us heard that safety demonstration and they do that because they say you're no good to anybody else if you can't breathe.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, and just, I think it, I think logically we know those things, but sometimes it can be a, a little harder to actually apply, don't you think?
1: Oh, absolutely, it is harder, but isn't that the nature of life? Uh, I mean, we're not here to be perfect. We're here to learn and grow and evolve and sometimes we get it wrong. Mm. Sometimes we work ourselves to the bone. Uh, we're so busy serving the boss Everybody else in the office, the family, the kids, uh, whatever it is, the the customer, the client that is our, you know, that is our. absolutely, if they don't pay the bill, I'm not going to be able to feed the children. We're so busy doing those things that we get burnt out or we don't apply time and energy to other things that, you know, whether it's going to the gym or whether it's, taking a partner out for a romantic dinner because I'm just too busy. And and then everything starts to dissolve a little bit. Everything starts to um, those other people get a little bit resentful and we lose our foundation and platform uh for for what we have with them. I'll give you an idea. Um I was so busy trying to serve my business when my my youngest was older. So younger. So I had older we've got older children. And um, when the youngest was quite young, I struggled because I was so busy all the time. And I felt our relationship was breaking down. And it was the, just the delightful Warwick Mary, who you and I um, could talk about all day long. He said to me, have you tried implementing a date night system? And I thought, that's a great idea. Date night, every second Tuesday night, you and I will make a choice And it's just you and I for three or four hours, like we could watch a movie, we could have dinner, we could do whatever we want to do. And after about eight weeks, so four of these occasions, my youngest said to me, mum, it's okay. You don't have to do this anymore. I know you love me. Mm. Now, that was an example of a system I put into place because I could sense that it was so busy serving everybody else. I wasn't serving me um, and I was burning out and I wasn't able then to give back to the people that meant the most to me. So I know that's a personal example, but we can, we can extrapolate that across any organisation, across any leadership role, across any work role, across any business role. What systems do we have in place that allow us to find a balance? Now, let me say balance is not static. It's not a spot in the middle of the spectrum. It's a moving balance And when we get a little bit far towards this, um, I'm serving people too much and it's not working for me, what systems are we going to put in place that we can do regularly that take the pressure off us so that we can then move back to balance or back towards? the other end of the spectrum if that's what we want to do.
0: Because often we find we're a little overwhelmed when we're, we're doing stuff and it can be counterintuitive, I guess, to think about being selfish and what do I need in order to get myself back into a state where I feel calmer, or I feel more balanced, I feel more whatever it is you Product- feel you need to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, more productive. We become more productive when we're in a state of peace and relaxation.
0: Peace, uh, and that's a good
1: we, word. Yeah. Space, isn't it? It's a, it's an expansion of the heart space that allows um, grace, and again, an, another very underutilized term in business, to have the have the grace to forgive other people for their mistakes, the grace to allow people to be who they need to be, the freedom to to just just to go with the flow. That doesn't come when we're stressed. Grace is really hard to find when we're stressed.
0: So I I guess uh, the benefits of being a little more mindful or selfish are uh, uh, the peace that we achieve, which in turn presents the benefit of, uh, you know, you feeling a bit more comfortable. And and I know that that's sort of a, is esoteric the right word? It's not really a tangible thing, but it's a feeling and it's a a state. And when you feel in that state, it's often... Often that just turbo charges your productivity because you feel you can cope with so much more, can't you?
1: Yes, absolutely. You can cope with so much more and we get our creative um... juices. That's right, creative juices. And, and our creative mind kicks into gear. We come up with better ideas, which engages the people around us, uh, which then allows us to, again, move on, create better relationships and get more results, be more productive,
0: basically. <laughs> fantastic now earlier on danielle you talked about some systems tell us a bit more about the different types of systems we could create to become the selfish servant and start to look after ourselves
1: well, it, it's there are three. There are actually seven or eight, but there are three I love to focus on. Mm-hmm. Three systems are um, a transactional system, so it's something that happens every time we need to transact. There's an annual system, and that mm-hmm. and that's a little. Uh, that's generally something that happens once a year, and that it often ties around appreciation. Mm-hmm. And then there are sorry systems. So there, I spread my wings a bit. Something went wrong here. Let me say sorry properly to you. Um, and, and there's three systems that I believe that anybody could put into place at a corporate level, leadership level, business level and personal level. Uh, they could pop a note in their diary that even if they just added one of something on one each of those in a year, it would profoundly impact the relationships that they're building in business, in leadership and personal.
0: Okay, so let's explore each of those. Transactional system. So, from a business point of view, every
1: time we every time we transact, we 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 do lots of things every day that allow that 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 are the same. So, if, it, if it's a job, if it's a job role, there um, we might prepare reports, we might um, we might have a, a meeting, we might ask people for things, and it might be the same thing once a week or every time we might transact with them. What could we put into place that makes the transaction a better experience for you and a better experience for me? What system or series of processes could make that better? Let's take it from another point of view, have a look at some of the things that you do every day that you hate Mm -hmm. or once a week that you really don't enjoy. How could you reconfigure that system to make it better for everybody? so that it becomes a a better way of doing things.
0: So, for example, let's just say there's a, a meeting that I have regularly and... You know, I'm I'm a pretty organised person, as you you know Danielle, yeah, um right. and, and and I like to um, ensure that you know if there's an agenda that we've got the agenda set that any paperwork that's needed for the meeting is done, and we all come in prepared so that the meeting is a productive meeting rather than somebody go oh I don't have that piece of information or oh if I'd known I would brought that along. Um, so is it a matter of thinking about things like that and going okay, well in the case of the meeting what are the things that we might need that might facilitate a more positive outcome and make this uh, investment of time more beneficial.
1: What, what could we put on the agenda, or do we even have an agenda? Mm. Or does it go out five minutes before the end of the meet, before the beginning of the meeting? Um, or is it just the same agenda every time, and everyone goes, "Oh, great, here we go again. We've got to go to this to this meeting." What What is it that we could do that would make it so that when this particular transaction comes around, everybody's raring to go because they know it's effective, they know that it's productive, and they know that everyone's going to walk out with some clarity and some action steps and get things done.
0: And I'm thinking and, that sometimes you get stuff like that where maybe you need to stop having those meetings in order to regroup and then bring them back in a looking slightly different.
1: Absolutely, go to lunch. No. <laughs> have them over breakfast with a glass of
0: champagne. No, that is not appropriate. Um, but
1: um, but maybe mix them up and and mix the. T- I don't know. I, it depends on. This is very personal in that, or, or very um, bespoke uh, for everybody, because everybody will think, oh yeah, there's that thing I have to do every week with these people. Um, how can I? How can I? take a holistic view of that, where are my pinch points, what's hurting me, and if I was to take the self-time, what could I change that would make it a better experience so that I could continue to walk into this and serve the way I need to serve?
0: And in some cases, there may not be anything, but it's the fact that you're thinking about it, you're actually exploring the possibilities rather than just accepting and becoming, I guess, a victim.
1: Oh, that is so true. It's, it sometimes with clarity, um, finding clarity on why we do things. Um, the the idea of clarity is oh, well, let's get clarity of why I do it, so I can change the way I do it to make it better. But sometimes we get clarity that the why is hey, it just needs to be done, and I just need to change my attitude and say you know what, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. And clarity doesn't necessarily mean things have to be changed. It it means that sometimes that we can get better buy-in. I had some clients um, that I was working with to put in place, uh, they did a survey um, and the the frontline staff were the people who were the ambassadors of the business and they were asked to impart information on other areas of the business but the real concern was they were not salespeople and the and leadership didn't want them to become salespeople. What they wanted them to do was with every transaction, they wanted them to find a way so that they could impart that information to the clients, the 1,300 clients a week that walked through the door, that there were other services. And so for for the team, it was it was a, a process of saying, well, how can we find it so that we want to do this? Mm. And, and it was an incredible experience because the leadership team won because they got their services put out there and the the behind-the-scenes team one because they got a chance to be a little bit creative about how they expressed and they became, well, they're advocates for their brand. So when it comes to transactional... Things putting new systems into place means that now systems s-y-s-t-e-m-s saves you serious time energy money and stress wow (laughs) it's the acronym yes systems create um a, a a way of doing things a flow that is predictable and they produce generally a predictable outcome and a flow and predictable outcomes create a feeling of safety And a feeling of safety engenders loyalty and loyalty engenders buy-in. That's why we have systems, so that things can happen consistently to create loyalty, which creates a safe outcome. And humans, generally, like
0: to be safe, whether we're internal customers or external. And I guess, too, to follow on a bit more about what you're saying there, um, you could actually, by being selfish, it might... Actually, be something that somebody else has wanted to do or change, but just hasn't, um, uh, you know, made the um, the selfish um, decision to to raise it.
1: Yes, absolutely, because they're because they're again scared of making a mistake and so heavily focused on serving everybody else to the detriment of of putting their hand up and saying, hey, this could be wrong, but I really want to make this point.
0: so, it, so yep, yeah, go on. No, you're right, go on. I was going to say, so there may be some stuff that we're doing that's transactional in our business that just isn't serving either ourselves or our organisation or our teams. And, you know, probably the best way to work out whether it's um, it's uh, valuable or not is to be that selfish and to say, well, you know, why should I attend? Why do I need to attend? And it's not actually going to anybody and saying, well, you tell me why, but actually looking within and asking yourself the question, does that serve my, my purpose? And does that drive me towards achieving what I need to achieve? Or is it actually a time vampire that I'm going and doing something, but it's at the cost of something else that's more important to me. Maybe it's family time. I'm missing out on uh, something uh, important in my family because I'm I'm doing this out of a sense of obligation rather than out of a sense of um, this is what I need to do for me and for what I need to achieve.
1: So Absolutely, so that I can become a more holistic person and a more balanced person. A person in peace achieves far more than somebody who's constantly under
0: stress. Okay. Stress is a short-term achiever. So so that's the first system you talked about, a transactional system. Uh, that makes sense. So the second system you talked about was an annual system. Tell me a little mm-hmm. more about that. How's that different? Uh, well,
1: a, Miss, a Mr. Sands and a Mr. Hallmark, um, and I they might have been <laughs> Mrs., I don't really know. Um, they knew What's John that, Sands? Um, yeah, John Sands and Hallmark. They knew that people, the people had, yeah, it was John, that's right. That's definitely a guy. Um, they they knew that people needed a system to remember to thank the people in their lives. So thus we have birthday cards, we have Mother's Day cards, we have Father's Day. And in this day and age when everything can be done online, you'll notice that the card market is still very much uh, active the gift market on those special occasions, anniversaries, um, and and so an annual system is some is is something that we can often put into place to remind us to say thank you to the people that that make our lives a better place and i don't just mean personally in business it can be recognizing birthdays a birthday club to external clients or customers mm-hmm. that's something um, I, uh, i'm very passionate about helping uh, corporations put birthday systems into place and because it's personal yes it's about the person it's not about the promotional product that the company has their name on um uh, again, I'm very passionate about that. Or it can be an anniversary of a first purchase. It can be a, hey, it's spring. It's time to spring clean. Here's a gift for you, you know, for you. Uh, or um, it can be, a, it's just a once a year thank you to the people around us to say, hey, I really appreciate you. Mm. Taking it back to ourselves, why do we take annual leave
0: once a year mm. to refresh? And if we, if we don't, we should.
1: Well, I believe it. I, I look. I know Australia. Australians are very good at, at relaxing in certain occasions. <laughs> I know we have the annual public holiday of January, um, but but, um, but but I do think that we um, we it should be mandatory that we that people should take annual leave regularly because that's where we do our reset and recharge, and it's an annual system. That's something we do annually that helps us to serve others better. Um, But again, coming away from thanking people, we should have a regular system in place that that allows us to create a sense of um, I'm here, I'm not going anywhere, um, don't forget us, remember us or thank you for being part of us or something like that. And that builds better relationships.
0: And I guess we can also thank ourselves Yes, which is the yes. So maybe on a <laughs> maybe I should go and get a thank you card and send it to myself. A thank me card. Hey, now yeah, there's a market. Card. Thank me. <laughs> I
1: love it. I love. It. I don't think we. I really don't think we reward ourselves enough. Truly, as humans.
0: Mm, yeah, I agree. As
1: leaders. I really don't think we do. Yes, some people do. But as a as a collective, there is a, the, as I said, the future of business, the future of service is serving self first or serving self con- concurrently to allow us to serve other people because burnt out leaders don't survive. Hmm.
0: Okay. So that's two systems because I know we're fast running out of time just just <laughs> briefly share with me uh, the third system that you talked about, the sorry system. So the sorry
1: system is a system which goes into place when something goes wrong. And things go wrong all the time. We're not perfect. But as leaders, we're so busy, or people, we're so busy trying to get it right and keep things perfect so that nobody gets upset around us. Um, What this does is it allows us the freedom to expand and grow. And it's just a simple system that allows us to um, try something new say sorry properly if it doesn't go right, pop something in the mail, build a stronger relationship with people, engender loyalty again, and forgiveness, which of course is the foundation of some of our best relationships, both in business, in corporate, in life, in in the world.
0: Fantastic. Okay, so we looked at three there, the transactional system, uh, an annual system, and a sorry system. And. You know, can you repeat for our listeners again what your definition of systems as an acronym was again? Because I love that.
1: <laughs> systems. So S-Y-S-T-E-M-S is the acronym. Saves you serious time,
0: energy, money and stress. Oh, Wow. <laughs> it's so, so
1: peaceful even just yeah
0: know. yeah absolutely Danielle that's just fantastic I really love the insights you've shared on the selfish servant what it means and, and how being one uh, it brings us to a, a place of peace and can help increase our productivity uh, and your systems acronym and uh, just for that uh, i want to thank you and uh, what if some of our listeners want to get in contact with you to talk more about the selfish service i I believe you have a book i have a book i have a
1: book called the selfish servant it's available at the w's customer delight.com.au which is the Selfish Servant book website. Uh, they can absolutely connect with me through that. Uh, they can also come to me through my brand website, which uh, is the W's again, Million Dollar Relationships. So M-I-L-L-I-O-N-D-O-L-L-A-R relationships.com.au. Um, but of course, my Danielle Story name is all over social media uh, with the E in story, S-T-O-R-E-Y. And um, and of course, your, your loyal clients um, naturally are talking to you regularly, and I'm sure that if they want to get in touch, they can chat to you as well.
0: Fantastic. Danielle, thanks so much for your time and your insights on The Selfish Servant. I'm going to find myself a thank you card to send to myself now. Uh, Thank you, listeners, for joining us for this Expert Insights CD. For more information on our services, visit donnahanson.com.au. Until next time, this is Donna Hanson, technology strategist, helping you work smarter and not harder with technology. Bye for now.